This is Michael Dell, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schauble. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schauble. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the chairman and CEO of Dell Technologies, Michael Dell. Michael started Dell in his dorm room at the University of Texas, and today it's become one of the most successful technology companies in the world. He is one of the 25 richest people in the world with a net worth of $51.7 billion, and Dell Technologies made over $90 billion in revenue this year. We talk about his entrepreneurial journey that he covers in his memoir, Play Nice But Win, during this podcast episode. Michael, welcome to Five Questions. Great to be with you, Dan. How did both selling newspaper subscriptions and playing with technology as a teenager lead to you starting your company? Probably the playing with computers had more to do with it. And, you know, when I was in high school, it was kind of the dawn of the microprocessor age. I got enthralled by the power of the PC and also saw that the way the machines were being sold was pretty inefficient and thought uh, I could do it, do it in a better way. Clearly, you're somebody who is not just curious, but you're actually willing to put the effort in. So there's a work ethic behind that. And that curiosity, I I find that with a lot of successful people, curiosity is a big driver for their performance. Yeah, I I talk a lot about curiosity in the book. It's, It's certainly something I believe a lot in. And I think people underrate that as a as a valuable skill. But certainly for me, you know, I've always had a desire to learn and understand things. You know, when I first got my first computer, I first thing I did was take it apart because how could you understand how it works if you don't take it apart? What a wonderful time to be to be learning. There's so many incredible opportunities out there. Yeah. And the past repeats itself, which prepares you for the future. And so many people see the output of everything you've done in terms of, you know, everyone knows who you are, everyone knows your company, but they don't see the struggles. They don't see the journey that you've lived. And clearly you've enjoyed that journey. So you've had many failures over the course of running Dell. What have you learned from these experiences that helped you become a better business person? The best thing you can do is to fix it as fast as you find it, right? <laughs> and and uh, anybody who says they've had a lot of success and hasn't hasn't failed is just lying, right? At the core of success is curiosity, learning, and failure. And you know, it's experiment, try something, maybe it works, probably doesn't work, adjust it. Failure is just an integral part of success. Nobody just succeeds. All by itself. This episode is sponsored by Workplace from Facebook. People being people, we can't help but make our work more personal and more human. Whether that's bringing something from our personal life into our work life, like quirky mugs or family photos, or maybe little acts of kindness to colleagues. Whatever you bring to work to help you be you, Workplace celebrates it. Their easy-to-use features make work feel more familiar as well as help everyone work together in new ways. Visit workplace.com slash human to discover more. Workplace from Facebook. Make your place of work a great place to work. Yeah, you make your own luck, right? You put yourself in a position where you can succeed. It just doesn't come to you, right? It's not like winning a lottery ticket. And a lot of those people lose that money anyways. Speaking like the HR world in terms of, you know, we've gone through this pretty remarkable few years of HR transformation talent is now everywhere. Jobs are coming to people more so than people are going to jobs. The future of work in m- many cases is hybrid. How do you evaluate talent when you make hiring decisions? It's uh, pretty context specific, right? Because we don't want all the talent to be the same. What we were really looking for is the ability to grow and to learn. And 
to scale inside the business. When I think about who we're going to hire and who we're going to promote and who we're going to give more responsibility, we're thinking, you know, a couple of years down the road and further, how far can this person continue to grow and develop? That's really a key ob objective function. And obviously that, you know, learning mindset, we talk about having big years inside the company and be listening all the time, super important. Yeah. And I think that's even more relevant right now. We're you know, in this great period where there's over 10 million unfilled jobs, right? It's very competitive to find talent, but you're thinking years down the road, you know, how can I recruit someone who could be the next person who reports to me potentially, right? And I think there's many, many of the greatest companies and leaders that I've interviewed that that's what they do. I mean, they start looking at talent in like middle school and high school now, much like you know, recruiting for a sports team, they're recruiting their next executive. And billionaire CEOs like Jeff Bezos, Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk have started multiple companies or have ventured into space. What are your plans for the next phase of your career? And how do you intend to spend your life? I'm involved in, in three companies. I'm the chair, three public companies, chairman of three public companies and CEO of one. My wife and I have a family foundation that we are spending more and more time on. And I think that'll occupy an increasing percentage of, of my focus going forward. And I've also got asset management company that I set up, MSD Capital, MSD Partners, that's become a, a large alternative investment asset company. So that has me involved in lots of different exciting businesses. All that and four kids, that keeps me pretty busy. Oh, and a book. So you got and a lot of, you got a lot of stuff book. going on. And book was I, a know, lot of fun. Book was a lot of fun. And per, the percentage by which you divvy up your time obviously changes as you get older and things become more or less important. And back to what you're saying before, it's getting the leaders who can support these next phases of your career as well, because you know, it's, it's a team sport. And what's your best piece of career advice? When you find a problem, fix it as fast as you find it. Pretty simple, but it, but it works. Yeah, it's like stop the bleeding, you know, put out the, the forest fire before it catches on. Things get worse. Yeah, things get worse. Nobody, nobody comes to you and says, I wish you would have waited longer to make that decision, right? You know, it's like, it's like that never happens. You know, when you find a problem, go fix it right away. Don't hesitate to have the difficult conversations that need to be had to get things back on track and fixed. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Michael. To follow his journey, you can read his memoir, Play Nice But Win, and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares childhood pictures, appearances, travels, company updates, and family. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs>